welcome to this week's tasting flight of tips to keep you rooted in your daily practice. My name is Tina Clark, also known as Teacher Tina RDH. I'm a dental hygienist, educator, speaker, and author. Basically, I like to share information with others. So let's dive into this week's topic. I know you've been there. You've been a hygiene hustler all morning. You've been listening to the many stories your patients tell you. You're tired, hungry, thirsty, uh, exhausted from wearing your PP all morning, and you're ready for that beloved lunch break. Only one more patient to go and you can breathe. In walks in your next patient. Young, healthy, she comes in every six months. You know, the kind of patient that's dream. You're thinking, awesome, a simple profi and I can take my break. Except this patient flinches in pain just when you pick up the mouth mirror. Yeah, that's right. This is one of those patients who requires soft tissue anesthesia just to even look in their mouth. So you open your drawer to see a few options. You could use injectable anesthesia, but that doesn't make sense for this person. There are some other non-injectable choices in that drawer of chaos as well, but you're not quite sure which one to pick. So let's take a look and review what some of the topical options are so you can select the right one. Okay, first and foremost, the all-around go-to is benzocaine topical. From time to time, you know, I've put a glob of that 20% benzocaine on a swab and smeared it across the gingival tissue. While this is an easy go-to choice, it's not always the most effective. You know, it works great for that pre-injection numbing on that very thin lining mucosa. You know, it's super stretchy. But when it comes to that thicker, keratinized gingival tissue, this anesthetic doesn't penetrate as well. This means you might be able to get away with maybe some probing or exploring, but anything more invasive could be a little more challenging. Now, benzocaine is most commonly found as a gel, and you know there's some companies that package it as a spray uh, as well. But for dental hygiene instrumentation, what I have found is the type when it's delivered in a cannula delivery system really does help because you can place it subgingively and a deposit, something like that. Like, for example, gingicane is a great example. So remember, benzocaine takes about 30 seconds to take effect, and it can last about 15 minutes, which is perfect for a full mouth perio assessment. Here's the thing, be cautious with using large amounts of this topical. It can cause tissue sloughing, which is a sign of a mild allergic reaction. Oh, yes, and speaking of allergic reactions, don't forget this is part of the ester family, which tends to have a higher allergic reaction and compares to, compared to other anesthetics, and it also metabolizes into paraaminobenzoic acid, you know, the PABA, so be aware of that. It should also be used sparingly with our pregnant patients because it is a Category C drug, so be cautious of that. Also, it has been associated with the really rare condition called methemoglobinemia. All right, another option is lidocaine and prilocaine, that mixture together. 
And this really is a great mixture. The most common is a 2.5% lidocaine and a 2.5% prilocaine blend. Most of us have probably seen it as like Oracix. The great thing about this combo is it has a greater depth of anesthesia compared to just benzocaine. The other thing about this non-injectable that I really like is how easy it is to use. It flows easily into the sulcus. And the other bonus is that lidocaine and prilocaine are considerably safer for our pregnant patients because they're both category B drugs, which makes it a perfect choice. Because it enters the sulcus as liquid form, it flows around the tooth easily. And once it is in the sulcus, it turns into a gel-like substance, so it stays there really well. So after about a minute, the patient should be pretty numb, especially with the soft tissue, and it can last about 15 to 30 minutes. One of the other cool things is that you could potentially have some short-term pulpal anesthesia. I've seen this with some patients as well. I love using it for a like a, a full mouth deprivement or quadrant scaling um, as long as you are not having to be there for too long for really in-depth debridement and quadrant scaling you got to go with your injectable anesthetics but this is another option so you can all just be aware of that the other thing is you can works really well with your ultrasonic ultrasonic instrumentation all right now remember these are both part of the amide family so our worries for an allergic reaction are a lot lower and okay so be aware of that the other thing to remember is that prilocaine has been associated with that rare condition of methemoglobinemia. All right, our other one, this is a big, huge mouthful. It's a combination of three drugs, benzocaine, tetracaine, and butambin. So this is an esterbate combination, and it has, you know, several different formulations, but the one that we see the most in dentistry is cetacaine. And it works really quick, only about 30 seconds for it to take effect, and it could last for up to 45 minutes. Perfect for all of that soft tissue anesthesia, and you could potentially get some pulpal anesthesia as well. Uh, you can find it in a few different kind of delivery methods as well, like as a cream or as a spray. Um, but again, like the liquid, like cetacaine, the liquid works really well to go subgingival with it. It's highly, highly effective. However, you do need to use it with caution because those drugs um, are all ester-based. So everything that we talked about with benzocaine apply to this as well. Another one is diclonine hydrochloride. Now, you've probably heard about this solution before and maybe even used it because it is a very common anesthetic used for throat spray, like when you have that really bad sore throat. Uh, but this is also used in dentistry. Currently, you can find it from Septodont as a solution called Diclopro. It's a ketone-based anesthetic, and it's perfect alternative for patients with an allergy for other, op other topicals. You can use this for procedures like x-rays and taking impressions. Uh, some clinicians use it as a topical for injections as well. And also for those situations when you can't give an injection but still need to have really numb gingiva. It can take anywhere from 2 to 10 minutes to be effective, and it will last for about 30 minutes. Okay, here's another one. It's a combination of tetracaine and oxymetazoline. Yeah, you heard me right. What a mouthful. And I'm sure you're going, what in the heck is that? Well, you aren't alone. And I really had to look this up 
myself. So we already talked about tetracaine as an ester-based anesthetic um, used in cetacaine. So oxymetazoline is a drug that is commonly found in nasal decongestants, and it's used to constrict blood vessel flow, so which allows the airflow in the nose to be a lot better. When these two drugs were combined, it created the first ever FDA-approved nasal inhalant called Covenase. So this particular drug would be really great for our needle-phobic patients. Um, It's designed to provide soft and pulpal anesthesia to the maxillary second premolars from side to side. So right, so from maxillary second to maxillary second, right and left, which sounds pretty cool to me. Um, the literature says it takes about 10 minutes to take effect and will last about 11 minutes. So, you know, you really have to be aware, probably not going to be your regular go-to anesthetic. Um, it could work really, really well for our pediatric patients, you know, if they just have some anterior work to do, especially with those baby teeth, something to be aware of. Don't get me wrong, I love to give injections. I mean, hello, (laughs) I teach on anesthesia all the time. But I'm also game to try out options that could benefit my patients too. There are so many different types of topical anesthetics available to us, more than I even discussed here. But sometimes, you know, we forget to explore what is available. I encourage you to have a few different options handy as well. Just like you have different injectable anesthetics on hand, depending upon the procedure and your patient's health history, you should have the same thought process when it comes to these topical, non-injectable anesthetics as well. So next time you find yourself in this situation with that really tender patient right before lunch, you can now quickly select a topical that will work best for the job at hand. Thanks for joining this week's Tasty Tip. Make sure you tune in next time for another round. In the meantime, I invite you to join me on Facebook and Instagram. You can find me by searching for Teacher Tina RDH, or you can check out my website, www.teachertinardh.com. A special thank you to Smile Makers for sponsoring this episode of the Dental Elements Podcast. Uh, You could go to their website at smilemakers.com and use code DAP20 for 20% off any order.